I'm sure that you've heard of the law of attraction or maybe created vision board to attract what you want in your life. But after following all the tips and making that beautiful crafty vision board, it hasn't done its magic. It leaves you wondering, what did you do wrong? Now, I'm not a fan of vision boards, but I am a fan and teacher of how to use visualization and the law of attraction for healing. Why? Because it works. You have a powerful tool within your own mind called the reticular activating system that has a role of attracting whatever you put focus on. You owe it to yourself to know how this system works and how to use it to its fullest potential and ultimately for your healing. You don't need old magazines and glue for this one. Just grab a pen and paper and get ready to take some notes. I'm your host, Jenny Peterson, a mind-body coach and founder of the Mind-Body Rewire program. I teach those with chronic illness how to transform their health and life using their own minds with my simple step-by-step process that I created due to being sick myself. I don't do your healing. I teach you how to access the ability to heal yourself that you already have. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Simplify Your Healing Podcast. Today, I will be discussing using visualization and the law of attraction to heal. I will walk you through this simple yet powerful tool, how it works in the brain, how it has worked for me, and how to do it even if you think that you can't visualize. So let's start with the science. Why and how does visualization work in the brain? Did you know there's a powerful part of your brain that when you understand how it operates, could help you achieve any goal? It's called the reticular activating system. Yeah, it's a mouthful, and I'll be using RAS instead of reticular activating system throughout this conversation. (laughs) So the reticular activating system starts above your spinal cord, and it's about two inches long. It's about the width of a pencil, and it's where all your senses come in. Well, except for your smell, which comes into your emotional center of your brain, but the rest of them come in through the RAS. And what the RAS does is connect that subconscious part of our brain with the conscious part of our brain. Its main function is to act as a gatekeeper, evaluating the incoming information and prioritizing that information in the form of messages that need your attention. Our conscious mind can handle 40 bits of information per second. Now that sounds like a lot, right? I mean, think about it, 40 bits of information per second, that, that's a good amount, right? But what about our subconscious mind? How much information can it handle per second? Well, the answer is 40 million bits of information. Way too much information going on there, right? That's when our RAS comes in and filters out all the unimportant information that we don't need at that particular moment so that we don't be overstimulated by all this and focuses on only important information. Without this filter, we would all be overstimulated and distracted by noises from our environment around us. Not like we aren't already with our phones and everything else, right? So as an example, let's just say you are a mother who has a baby sleeping in the next room and you live right next to a busy airport with lots of loud loud noise from jets taking off. Despite the constant roar of the jets and other noise, you hear your baby if it makes even the slightest noise in the next room. The RAS filters out the airport noise, which is unimportant to you and keeps you focused on your baby, which is the most important thing to you. The RAS is like a filter between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, and it takes instructions from your conscious mind, like I need to hear my baby, and passes it on to your subconscious mind, which becomes diligent and alerts you to your request. So here are some examples of the reticular activating system in action. You buy a new car and then notice other people driving the same car. Why? Because the model of your new car is now unconsciously on your important list. 
your reticular activating system notices other people that also have the same car. Or you're a pregnant woman and you notice other women who are pregnant because this is now on your important list. You are at a party with lots of noise while in a conversation, someone shouts out your name. You hear your name throughout all the background noise. Why? Because your unconscious mind knows that your name is important and it picks that up. Lastly, when your baby coughs and cries at night, your reticular activating system will wake you up from a deep sleep to attend to the baby. That's because of one of the functions of your RAS is to sustain life. You know when you search for something online and then all of a sudden it shows up in your social media feed? Your RAS is just like that. Our devices have an RAS system. That's not only scary, but it's also crazy that social media has an RAS system that they know how to use better than we do. So this is why it's really important that we can learn how to use the RAS system just as good as how they know how to use it on social media. How does the RAS decide what to focus on? There can be up to a billion bits of data coming to us at a time. The brain can only process so much, which means that the RAS filter only allows certain things to come through. How does it know what to let in? By what you focus on. If you say, I'm so clumsy, you will invite or only notice circumstances where you're clumsy. People who say, I'm always broke, tend to always have money issues. Look for and notice the times you say, I'm always or I never. Pay attention to the words you say after your I am statements. They have a powerful effect on programming the RAS. Self-talk leads to belief, which programs the RAS to deliver proof of your beliefs. You need to program your RAS like a computer by telling it what to look for. The RAS can't guess or figure out what you want. It only pays attention to what you focus on. If you're constantly talking about how awful your job is or how lonely you are, you are telling your RAS to find and deliver to you events that prove these beliefs to be true. This applies to everything you are feeding your brain. If all you watch on TV is the news or reality TV where people are always creating fights or you're hooked on crime shows, you're filling your RAS with programmed information that tells it life is hard. People are mean. There's scary stuff out there. This doesn't mean that you can't watch these TV shows or keep up with the news, but it does mean you should be aware of what you're feeding your mind. Keep this in balance. Watch the news and then turn to an uplifting show or read a happy positive book. The way that your subconscious mind understands importance is by what you think about most of the time with strong emotion. I'm going to say it again, and I want you to listen once more really, really closely. The way your subconscious understands importance is by what you think about most of the time with strong emotions. So if you have chronic illness, stop and think. What are you thinking about all the time? Not getting well, fearing about the future, your symptoms, And I'm pretty sure that there are not happy emotions tied to these thoughts. This is why it's so important to focus on what you want. When you focus on on bills, lack of money, sickness constantly, then a life of abundance, good health, prosperity, and peace will be out of reach for you. So if you desire these things, if you desire abundance, if you desire good health, prosperity, and peace, then take the time to focus on these in detail and use the reticular activating system to work for you rather than against you. You have this amazing tool within you that you don't have to pay for. You are given it. It doesn't cost anything. You just have to use it the right way to get what you want in your life. And once you know how to use it and you use it to its fullest potential in a positive way, you can achieve and have anything that you want in your life. I know it sounds like, you know, this is magic, 
But the reality is, is people that are making a difference in the world and that are successful in their careers use visualization on a regular basis. They use the law of attraction to help them reach their goals and achieve their desires. You can do the same. You're not any different. You have the same exact thing in your brain that everyone else does. So how does the RES system relate to the law of attraction? Well, according to the law of attraction, positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences in your life. In other words, what we think about, we attract into our lives. Your mind, including your RES, cannot differentiate between something that is imagined or is reality. So for example, if you keep thinking about never getting well and seeing yourself forever sick, that is what you are attracting. Anything that you can imagine will seem real to your RAS and it will act on it. It doesn't matter if it's not happening or it it feels like a fantasy. Either way, you're giving it the picture. That is the message that you're giving it. Pictures and thoughts are ultimately what are programming your RAS to go look for more proof. And it believes whatever message you give it whether it comes from external experiences or something you create imaginary inside. And what you imagine or think about, you attract. So this is how the RES is designed. It's a perfect design. And if we use it in a healthy way, you design the message and your RES finds the resources for you. It's it's a perfect system. So use your RES to your advantage by focusing on what you do want instead of what you don't want. Why don't most people solve their problems? because they are laser focused on their problems and what they don't want. The strongest driving force in the universe is pain or what you don't want. People focus so much on what they don't want that they become experts at producing it. We are designed to pay attention to what we don't want. It is how our brain was designed for survival, but we don't have to let that system take over. We can consciously make a choice to override that survival system. And wherever the mind goes, the body follows. When we're focusing on what we don't want, the RES keeps looking for proofs to support it. Thinking constantly about your problem continues to bring more of it. Now, the RES system works perfectly with limited beliefs as well. If you have a belief that you're not good enough, the RES will filter out any information that provides that you are good enough. Instead, it will find the proofs to support that you are not good enough. That's what it's going to look for. That's, you know, it's a little detective in finding everything it can to say, here, boss, here's your, here's the evidence. So a belief of you're not good enough is going to show up in all areas of your life. When I have students work on their core beliefs, we see it everywhere. We see it showing up in their relationships. We show, we see their core beliefs showing up in their, in their careers, in their health, in their money everywhere because your RES is working perfectly. You know, when someone says my my body isn't working right, my brain isn't working right, there's something wrong, and I go, no, it's working perfectly based off of the messages that it's being given, based off of what it's been programmed with. Now we just need to change the program. So you will also most likely be using language to support this belief as well. So if you have the belief of I'm not good enough, It's going to be a continuous feedback loop that's going on between your conscious mind, subconscious mind, like that is the the overall message that is being sent from both directions, consciously and subconsciously, and they just keep feeding each other these thoughts, your behavior, your choices with just that one belief, because all of that's going to line up as proof to say, yep, this belief is true. Visualizations allow you to pave the way for new neural pathways that can allow you to perceive people and situations in a new way. So when something happens in your life and you've trained your brain to be thinking about the future in a positive way, you're going to start to think about things differently. You're naturally going to program your brain to change its perception 
and perceive people and situations in a whole new way than what you did before. That's a good thing in a good way. And so many people are propelled by events of the of the past, right? They're always thinking about the past, uh, regretting of the past. But visualization is an act of projecting the present into the future. And it changes the dynamics of personal change by pulling the person toward a visualized healthier future instead of playing off of the past. Visualization is essentially a self-hypnosis tool that rewires old responses, And when this happens, the normal chatter of everyday life, which often includes a lot of unproductive self-talk, eases into focused awareness, a kind of expansion of perspective that when put into action can lead to powerful insight and the potential for change. And then your body relaxes, which allows healing to happen at both the cellular and the mental level. So you can also practice interrupting habitual thoughts with your visualizations throughout the day. Keep in mind that you're doing more than just imagining yourself swimming in that ocean or walking through that amazing landscape. You're communicating to your brain that you're safe and in a different place in your life. So there's no need to conjure up that old response anymore. So you can, what I call T-bone, those old negative thoughts, those old patterns with your visualization. It's very helpful and it's something that I personally did for myself when I was sick as well. Which leads me to how has visualization worked for me? Well, when I was sick, I used visualization for several things. I can remember specifically that I used it for exercise, driving, and from what my life would look like when I would get well. I couldn't exercise for even five minutes when I was sick. I would get dizzy and feel like I was going to pass out. But within two weeks of visualization and taking small action steps each day, I was able to exercise for 15 minutes. As I kept on visualizing, I was able to work myself up to 30 minutes a day with the variety of exercises, which I continue to do to this day. Now, driving was very similar. Within two weeks of visualizing, I was able to drive short distances, and I kept doing it and eventually was able to go wherever I wanted. I also visualized my future and what it would look like when I was well. I knew that I was going to have my own business again, helping people with their health. I saw myself working in my office, coaching clients and teaching classes, and it wasn't long after I got well that this all too came true. I still use visualization daily to attract the things in my life that I want and desire. It's just different now. Rather than focusing on my health, it's around family and my career. Every single thing that I visualized has come true. And I'm not lying about that. And I'm not just saying it just to say it. Every single thing that I visualized has come true. I have never let the negative Nancy thinking get in the way of my future. In the beginning, I had to work a little harder to keep those thoughts out, but after a while, they just were no longer there. I kept my focus on the prize, the end in mind, never losing focus. If I had a negative thought or seemed to get lost in my symptoms on a day, I would immediately go to my future visualization. I was visualizing my future all day long some days, and I suggest that you do the same. Don't let anything get in the way of the life and future that you want to have, especially your own thoughts. So how do you visualize even if you think that you can't? Sometimes I have people tell me that they can't visualize. While this might feel true, it's simply not. It may be that it's not one of your top sensory skills, but you can do it. I can easily debunk this belief that a person may have by asking them a couple of questions. Do you ever think about or see yourself in the future not well or still sick? Or do you ever, you know, just future pace in your mind what an event would look like um, of you in the future being there or not being there? Or have you ever had an old memory pop up in your mind when you see, hear, or smell something? 
Or when you think about your past treatments or bad events in your life, can you see them clearly or imagine them happening again? This is all visualization. The thing is that most people that don't have what they want in their life are so used to focusing on things that they don't want that the brain isn't used to focusing on things that they do want. They have programmed their brain to literally be only looking for the negative and be really good at that. That's the muscle that they have developed. You now need to develop this muscle of being able to see good things in your future. So I suggest practicing if you're not good at visualizing right now or find it difficult to do that. Uh, Because you can build that muscle. Everybody has it. You just have to put it into practice if it's something that is difficult for you to do right now. And to do that, you can start with practicing your, um, with visualizing your car, the color of your car. Let's say the color of your car is red. Close your eyes, see your red car, and then see the color of your car turn to white. And then maybe see it change to blue. What you're doing is just activating that muscle, that visualization muscle in your brain. You can do the same thing with the color of your front door or the color of your bedroom. Um, Anything that you can just, you know, imaginary in your mind be changing the colors with will help to build that muscle. You can also think of of a movie that you loved and see the image on the TV screens. For me and for many others, they're able to see a scene or something from that movie that they can remember because it was something that they liked or didn't like, I suggest going to something that you liked. Um, If you practice these regularly, soon you'll be able to visualize. One important thing that I want you to remember is that you don't need to know the how. Since your brain is already responding as if your visualization is already happened, it will facilitate the actions needed to bring it to fruition. In other words, get out of the way. (laughs) Get out of the way. Stop trying to figure it out. You know, for those that are problem solvers and want to know, you know, how do I do this? What are the steps? You got to back away from that with this process for it to really work because you have successfully attracted the things that you don't want in your life without knowing the how, right? So trust to let go of the control for the things that you do want. The RAS knows how to work and do its job. Your job is to just Focus on the message, the command that you're giving it, and it will do the rest. Get out of the way and let everything else happen in its own way of how it's meant to do that. You can always, you know, take little small steps, uh, action steps on a daily basis. That, in addition to visualization, is very powerful. So the more proof that you can have to support that you want to go in this direction by even taking those small action steps just brings more proof to the RAS to continue looking for more. All right, so let's get to the steps of how to start with visualization, how to create your own visualization. So the first step is to determine what you don't want. Now, this might seem counterintuitive, but it will help you determine what you do want. Sometimes people have been so focused on what they don't want in their life that they find it hard to think about what they do want. So make a list of everything that you don't want in your life. Get a piece of paper and just start writing everything that you don't want to have in your life. I recommend that you make a list of everything that you don't want on, a, on first on a piece of paper, and this could be long. But then after writing that list, I want you to just focus on the top five things that you want to change. So if you have a list of 20, look at them go, what is the priority here? What are the priorities that I want to focus on? For my students or for those that have chronic illness, I highly recommend focusing on things related to the, your health because that is priority when I'm working together with them or if you're sick. After those goals around your health have come to fruition, you can then focus on other areas of your life. It's pointless to focus on your career or relationships if you haven't worked on you first. 
everything in your life is a reflection of what you're holding within. So if you want to change all those other areas, you need to work on you first. Work on your health. Get healthy. So then you can start creating visualizations for your career, for your relationships, and it'll all come together nicely versus working on your relationships when you're sick is really the opposite. You don't want to be working on that. You need to focus on you. So some examples that I see for those with chronic illness of their don't want list are, I don't want to be in fear of or have reactions to food. I don't want to depend on others to drive me. I don't want to avoid or not be able to exercise. And I don't want to be in pain. Those are just some examples. You know, your list could be obviously very different from that. But either way, make a list of what you don't want to be experiencing. And after that list, you want to pick the top five areas that you want to focus on, and then you can move to step two. And I want to mention that I recommend five or less because anything more than that is just too much for your RAS to handle at one time. I know that it's capable of a lot, but we want to keep it we want to keep it simple and not hinder it with too many cha- changes at one time. And you got to remember, you're going to be listening to this visualization every morning and evening. You don't want a list of 10 on there and it goes on forever and then make it feel overwhelming like I'm working towards all this stuff. You know, it's like throwing a person a list of 40 things to do and expecting them to get that done in a day. It just is something you don't want to overwhelm your RAS system with. Just keep it to five or less. And once one comes true, then you can add another one. So then we move to step two, and that's for each area that you have picked, you need to assign its own piece of paper. So you have a total of five pieces of paper now for the, the five things that you have picked. So you, if, you have on your, if you have on your list that you don't want to be in fear of food, then that goes at the top of one of the pieces of paper. And then on the other pieces of paper, you put the other things. So for each thing, each thing that you don't want gets a piece of paper. You write that thing that you don't want on the top. And then once you have that, you're going to uh, write the opposite of what you don't want phrase underneath it. So if you don't want to be afraid of food, you can put, I want to eat anything I want, or I want to, I want to eat an abundance of food. The key here is to make sure that you have a positive statement. For example, you don't want to say, I don't want to have reactions to food. That is still focusing on having reactions to food. And the RES doesn't know what don't want means. So you want to take that out and use uh, and have a positive statement without those negative words within that. So state the opposite of what you don't want in a positive statement. I want to be flexible and be able to move and do all kinds of exercise versus I don't want to be in pain. You know, you don't want to say, I don't want to be in pain because, again, we're looking at there's pain already in there, which that's what you're going to tell your RAS system. And it doesn't know what don't don't is. So there's too many negative things going on in there. Switch it up and say, what does not having pain look like? What does it feel like? What would that be? And that would be the statement. And that goes for anything that you have in that don't want list. Switch it to being something positive. Now you move into step three. Ask yourself, how will I know when I have achieved this? What will I see, hear, or feel? Add as many senses to this as possible and start the statement with I am. And then you write this underneath the positive statement that you just did in step two. So for an example with the food, I would say I am sitting at the dinner table with my family. The table is full of a wonderful selection of foods that I love. There is chicken, potatoes, and salad, and rolls. I can smell the aroma of the warm rolls that just came out of the oven. And with every bite I take, I'm smiling and enjoying my food. I can eat everything that is on the table. And after I'm done, I feel nourished and fulfilled. So you're creating like this mini movie, this little movie 
including as much of the five senses that you can. And basically, when you're saying this little movie, you're able to, in your mind, play the movie as well, visualize what it is. So it doesn't have to be long. Everybody's very different with this. Some people are really good storytellers, and it gets to be a little bit more detailed. Sometimes detail is good, and sometimes it isn't. You know, if you're getting so detailed of saying what you can and can't eat, you don't want to do that. You want to be able to say, I want to be able to eat a variety of foods. Um, And for me, I'm not an extremely detailed person when it comes to stories. I'm one where if I just say it simply, in my mind, I can get detailed enough. I don't need to hear necessarily the words. So you write it for what is best for you, but you need to have a mini movie of what this would look like when you achieve this goal that you desire. All right, so step four is where you write down what you would be saying and what others would be saying in this situation. So this adds a sound element to the visualization. So with the food thing, you could say, my family is saying they are so happy that I'm able to eat again. And I'm saying I am so happy to enjoy food again, too. So we're not only adding that sound element, but a real live of a conversation that would be happening if this was to come true, because it is happening in this moment. Remember, we are telling the brain this is happening in this moment. So this conversation or these people saying the words and you saying the words are just adding a more real time element to this. Then step five is you ask yourself how the situation would make you feel when you achieve it. And so you would write down um, your feelings that would you would be feeling once you achieve this. Something like, this makes me feel happy, grateful, and nourished. So pick, you know, between one to four emotions uh, that you would feel when you would achieve this in your life. When you achieve being able to eat all different kinds of foods, what would, how would that make you feel? When you would be sitting at the table eating any food that you want, what feelings would you be experiencing? We got to have those feelings in there because the feelings make the big connection to the image in the mind. Combining the feelings and this and the imagery is really a powerful way of programming the RAS for what you want. So then step six is where you record. And now you have all that you need for recording the visualization. I recommend recording it. Uh, because it's so much easier to listen than having to read it on a piece of paper and visualize at the same time. When you're listening to your own voice, it's extremely powerful for the subconscious mind to hear your own voice. So there's a lot of recording apps. I recommend that you record each visualization or each goal separately rather than all of them together, like all five together in one recording versus separately. I recommend separate because it's easier to change if you want to change them or if one comes to fruition, then you don't have to redo the whole thing. But basically what you are recording is everything that you just wrote down on the piece of paper besides the first and second step. So the first step you wrote down what you don't want and the second step you wrote down what you wanted. That was just an exercise to help you determine what your goal was. You're not going to record that. But everything else from step three and on that you wrote down, you're going to record for your visualization. So based off of the example with food that I was using, I would say, I am sitting at the dinner table with my family. The table is full of a wonderful selection of foods that I love. There's chicken, potatoes, a salad, and rolls. I can smell the aroma of the warm rolls that just came out of the oven. And with every bite I take, I'm smiling and enjoying my food. I eat everything that is on the table, and after I'm done, I feel nourished and fulfilled. My family is saying they are so happy that I'm able to eat again, and I am saying I am so happy to enjoy food again, too. This makes me feel happy, grateful, and nourished. So this is your mini-movie. 
basically that you have wrote out in description and from step three on is, you know, where you put all that information together of the I am statement of where what you're doing, including those five senses as much as possible and that description of what this movie looks like and then ending it with what other people are saying, what you are saying and what your feelings and how you would feel when you are having this experience. That all ties together here to make a great visualization to program the RES that it knows exactly what it's looking for. And now it's just going to go out and find the proof that is needed to support this. Now, step seven is where you need to listen repetitively morning and evening. You just cannot listen to this visualization a couple times and think it's going to happen. Just like you have programmed the RES to look for negative things in your life on an unconscious level. I mean, obviously you didn't know probably on a conscious level that you were doing this, but you did program it based off of, you know, the limited beliefs that you're carrying, the events that you've experienced, the thoughts that you're thinking. You've done that repetitively. So now you got to do the same thing for things that you want in your life with these other good positive visualizations rather than the things that you've been giving it before. You want to listen repetitively to your visualization morning and evening. If you factor in each visualization being about a minute long, um, you're, you're literally doing this for five minutes when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed. Those times are crucial for programming the subconscious mind. So that's why you want to do it at that time. And it doesn't take up a lot of your time. And you definitely want to make sure that you are, you know, feeling the feels when you're listening. You're doing it as it's designed to do. You're not rushing through it. It's literally five minutes, guys. This is what people are doing that are successful in their careers, that are billionaires, that are, you know, achieving the goals that they want in their life. They are doing this five-minute exercise when they wake up and before they go to bed. If they can do it, you can do it. When you utilize this RAS It just takes five minutes. So no excuses for not doing it and doing this repetitively on a daily basis for no less than 20 days is going to help you achieve whatever it is that you are desiring to achieve. I do want to mention a couple things to keep in mind when you are listening is that remember that the RAS is connected to your sensory system. So in essence, you have to be able to imagine your goals as if you're already living them. You have to feel the feelings Feel those emotions that you're going to be having when you reach that. Hear the sounds. See yourself having the results. You have to be able to imagine your goals as if you're already living them. It's happening. And the more detail you can add to the picture, the better. And with a special emphasis on how it feels when you've achieved that goal, you will have a perfect formula for programming the subconscious mind for exactly what you want. And the RAS is going to go find it, help align everything to happen. Just remember that ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling. No idea can be impressed on the subconscious until it's felt, but once felt, be it good or bad, it must be expressed. Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. And it's important to make the image that you create in your mind when you go to the visualization very large. Imagine that you're seeing it on a large cinema screen. Um, I tell people, pretend you're sitting in a movie theater and it's a big screen in front of you and these little mini movies that you have created are played on that screen when you are listening to your visualization. The bigger the picture, the better. Your subconscious, the way, the best way to communicate to your subconscious is through pictures. That's the best way that it communicates. So we got to take advantage of that. Lastly, you don't want to fall asleep when you're listening to visualization, since the whole point is that you need to visualize and feel while you're doing your visualization. You can't do that when you're sleeping. 
So if you find that you are falling asleep when you're listening, sit up in bed rather than laying down or do it in a chair in your living room rather than in your bed. Your subconscious knows that the bed is where you sleep, so it's naturally going to want to relax when you're in it. You need to change the environment that you're listening to your visualizations, if necessary, if you're falling asleep. And why don't I suggest vision boards? Well, I don't like vision boards because it's it doesn't include this entire formula that's necessary for visualizations to truly work. Um, it's it's fun to do, they're crafty to do, but most people make them and they never look at them again. Or, you know, where do you hang it up in your home so that you can see it every day? It needs to be where you are actually, you know, going to this visualization every day. And so if you're just hanging it up and then crossing your fingers that it's going to work, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of why you're doing this visualization board. You're basically saying, okay, I made the visualization or I made the vision board. Now do your magic. Well, the magic comes from you taking action to apply the visualization every day. So if you create a vision board, then you're going to need to stand in front of it on a daily basis. And when you look at those pictures, be able to see yourself do what those pictures are doing. It's not, you know, you need to see yourself actually from those pictures, not the picture itself and what that would look like in your life. Add the details and also add the feelings. So to me, it feels like there's more work involved with the vision board rather than actually writing this out and recording it and just putting it in your ear and listening to it. Unless you tie the feelings and senses to what you have on your board, it's pretty much pointless. So I don't feel a need to create vision boards. If a student wants to make it, they still need to make their recording and then have their vision board. And maybe they like to do that just as a fun exercise, but ultimately listening every day to the visualization that is created based off of the process that I just walked you through is what I have used to make my visualizations come true. I know that this process works. The vision board, I have tried it in the past, and like most people, it really doesn't have the outcome that the process that I just walked you through does. All right, so to summarize everything I just went through, basically your reticular activating system is super important because it helps you bring people, things, places, situations, and opportunities into your life based on what you focus on consistently. This is the law of attraction. And when you lack goal, clarity, and focus, you miss out on opportunities as your RAS has nothing to go on. If the RAS doesn't see something as important, you will miss out and it will instead focus on the negative. It's, It's no different than if you want to achieve a goal in your life, you need to have a plan. You need to have a focus. And what is that focus? You're telling the RAS the same thing. Hey, this is the direction that we're going. But if you don't have a direction that you're leading the RAS, it's going to take its own lead based off of the programs that it has to select from. And this is going to be your limited beliefs, your negative thinking, and those old memories. If you want your life running off of those things, that's what you're going to get in your life. If you don't want those things repeating in your life, you have to change the message that you're giving the RAS so it can find proof to support the things that you want instead of what you don't want. You've probably heard the phrase, the mind is a terrible thing to waste but it's also a powerful tool to affect change in your life. Visualization is essential to healing. It programs your brain to have a healthy response to something that may have caused fear or any other negative response in the past. Your future is no longer scary to your brain when you focus on what you want and how it will make you feel. You have a built-in attraction system that will literally provide you with anything that you want in your life. I encourage you to use it for the good rather than the bad, and you will see changes in your life and health if you use it consistently.
If you like what you heard today and want to continue learning how to keep healing simple by focusing on your subconscious mind, then please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to bringing you more information to simplify your healing next week.